All right. Here we are. Episode 2 of Jesse Miles Podcast. Now featuring a name, Jesse Miles Podcast, with your host, Jesse Miles Snyder, a.k.a. Jesse Miles Chainsaw, a.k.a. the Golden Boy, a.k.a. the Destroyer of Light. We're here. We're in the box. The goal was to not have the next episode be recorded while I'm at work. But sometimes the mood just strikes you, and you gotta do what feels right. Originally, I thought I'd have a guest by now. I do have a few in the works. However, they're not here. If they were, they'd be on. But they're not. Mostly because I didn't invite them or tell anyone I was doing this. So, not like they could have come into work and done it. Although they could. There's enough room in this box for two. It would have been a cozy podcast. So... Anyway, I'm just going to keep it going. Obviously, we have to talk about Wu-Tang. Not much, though. Don't worry if you don't care about Wu-Tang. But if you don't, that's sort of your own problem. However, I understand not everyone wants to hear about it. But I just want to say, I'm up to 2010, and this is just some real prime shit. I really liked the last... Uh, there's been so much from tw- between 2008 and 2010 is solid. We got Digi Snacks by RZA, which is the third Bobby Digital album, which was excellent. Uh, what do we had? Pro Tools by Jizza, fucking excellent. Slang Prostitution by Capadonna, also great. Um, Blackout Two was okay with Meth, but had Red Man, which I always love. I'm Still not convinced that he's not in Wu-Tang. I'm pretty sure he is, and they just won't admit it. Dopium by You God. I was expecting worse from him, but it was not bad. Um, Raekwon's Only Built for Cuban Links Part 2. Not bad. Love me some Ghostface. He's all over that. Um, didn't stand out, though. What did stand out was Ghostface album Ghost Dini, Wizard of Poetry in Emerald City. Any Wu-Tang album with a Wizard of Oz reference, is obviously going to be great. Just like any Wu-Tang album with any kind of comic book reference is going to be great. Just like Method Man, Ghostface, and Raekwon uh, together making Wu Massacre, which I had never heard, but was just short and sweet, and uh, you should definitely check it out if any of this interests you at all. Also, the top album that I've listened to in the past few days, definitely Inspected the X-Manifesto. Check this shit out for sure. It is just fucking gorgeous. Everything you could want it to be. It is raw as fuck, but it still feels polished. Uh, And it's just generally fucking excellent. So check that shit out. So one reason I thought about doing a podcast is because I just wanted to complain about something. And it's not an original thought at all. But it's just something I want to bring up. Fucking Vermont drivers. I know I'm not the only one with this opinion. But this opi- this podcast is going to be riddled with, you know, unoriginal thoughts. So just get used to that. Um, just kidding. Hopefully there's some original ones. But here's the thing. It's really cool that people want to let you into traffic or let you turn left. But don't do it 
at the cost of everyone else's safety. I had a school bus stop for me. Stopped so close to me, I didn't realize they were stopping for me, but they were trying to let me turn left. And I had to actually back up my car in order to make the turn because they stopped late, but they were waving me on when I literally couldn't physically make the turn and they would not move. So I had to back up in traffic and turn left in front of this bus, which was fucking absurd. And I just lost my mind. And so that's all I needed to say. I, I just can't stress this enough. If you have the right of way, take it. You're not obligated to be nice just because it makes you feel better about yourself or whatever. Just be a good person. Don't cause accidents because you want to be the cool person and let me in so I could go buy booze at Pearl Street Beverage in Burlington, Vermont. This episode's not sponsored by anyone. Um, no, it's really just, it's fucking unsafe. So just, just a thought. If you see someone trying to turn, Fuck them, you know? If traffic stopped and you can let someone in a line, sure, that's normal, but even then it's questionable. I feel like you're on your own if you're trying to turn. I know everyone needs to kind of work together to make this world a better place, but don't let that fucker in. There was no reason to let me turn. I was fine. And then it made it even worse, and I almost didn't even want to buy booze. But I did. I don't have any right now because I'm at work. But later... Hopefully these podcasts get way more intoxicated, but uh, right now I gotta do them sober since I'm at work. Well, you know, as sober as you get when you're at work. You know what I'm saying, folks? Restaurant people know what I'm saying, you goddamn cokeheads, all of ya. Love ya. Alright, so, I kid, I kid. Not everyone who works in restaurants does cocaine, just most of them. But I have a saying, restaurants don't drug test, restaurants test drugs. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Um, that was a dumb thing to complain about, but that's my life. I really don't have much else to complain about. I did freak out this morning because I don't, I don't know. I know I'm still going with the food porn, like I said, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. I want to keep doing the food porn, but for some reason this weekend, it just wasn't clicking. I didn't want to do any. And yesterday I was going to work on some concepts for new pairings and it none of it went well uh i just wasn't feeling it so i ended up just playing skyrim all day which is both fun and problematic because it's just what i do to escape having to deal with reality but sometimes you just have to do that that's honestly what i'll probably do for the rest of the day uh although i do want to edit this podcast so that might take the rest of the day depends on how many times i have to pause and say things like um and like Anyway, yeah, I woke up kind of freaking out because I don't have anything um, lined up. I got a couple commissions, which is great, but no shows. I'm going to be at Art Hop. I haven't signed up for it yet, but I'm gonna. And, you know, that's cool, but that's not till like, summer. And, um, yeah, I got nothing. I do have, you know, I can't get too down on myself. I do have things hanging around Burlington, and that's pretty cool, and... You know, I'm not doing terrible, and I need to keep telling myself that, but um, I, f I always feel like I'm not doing enough, and that things aren't moving fast enough, but I, th I guess they are. At least that's what I'm doing. Fucking Christ. At least that's what I'm going to tell myself. I'm going to just uh, try, try to try that positive thinking people keep talking about. 
Um, so that's all I'm really going to talk about with art stuff. I'm just kind of, I'm not in a rut exactly, but I'm kind of veering into one and I need to be careful. So I'm going to make sure that I just keep cranking to, cranking it to food porn, you know? I'm just going to keep cranking it until I just trying to make a sexual reference here. I can't do it because food porn, you know, because I'm talking about food porn and cranking it and that innuendo. Couldn't do it. Why do I even have a podcast? I'm supposed to be funny and shit or have some life experiences worth talking about. But I have neither. No, no, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Um, that's why you're listening to this. So continuing on, what are we even talking about? Um, fuck. This wasn't the time to record a podcast. I just wanted to talk about how much I hate nice people. I don't hate nice people. I feel like I need to like reiterate all the time because I don't know if people know when I'm joking or not. So every time I say something like, this is why I hate nice people, I have to then say I don't really hate nice people. And I hope that we can get to the point where I can just say I hate nice people and people take that as a joke. But they might actually think I hate people who are nice, which I don't. Those are my favorite types of people. Um, so anyway, I don't know. That's all I got right now. I need a guest. I need someone to talk to. <laughs> I, need, I need to talk to someone about this. No, I just want to not make this podcast about me and my dumb problems. I just want people to get to hear about other people's dumb problems. Or maybe not dumb problems. Maybe we can talk about real shit. But, no, mostly I just want to talk about living life. That's a song I wrote. It's called Living Life. Um, it's very short. So, that's, that's it. I mean, I don't know about you, but I basically wake up in a panic every day. And sometimes that panic fades quickly. And sometimes it kind of sits with me all day. And today it kind of sat with me. So I'm just doing whatever I can to, I don't want to, I don't really want to like sit with this mood. I want to ignore it till it passes. So I'm going to hope it passes. And in the meantime, distract myself with delicious food and drink. Uh, I've got some dumplings. I have a latte. It's a weird mix, but I'm going to do it. Uh, what else do I have? I got video games. I got Wu-Tang albums to listen to. I do listen to other music. I I mainly listen to hip hop, but I don't I don't feel like there's any point of like listing people I listen to though in an attempt to sound interesting. But um I just I like I like lots of music and it's going to come up and we're going to learn all about it. I want to talk I you know mu music's a special thing to me, but I don't think that's a special thing. I think it's special to lots of people. And that's it. This whole podcast, this episode is about how I'm just not original and don't feel good. I love making music. I do love playing with instruments and doing all kinds of musical experiments. And I've done a bit of music for the escape room I work for called The Escape Room, uh, a.k.a. Escape Burlington. You can follow them at Escape Burlington on Instagram. And hey, come on down. I might be working in the garage when you do. Uh, they are in the same building that I actually work in in the parking garage. 
So it's like I work there full time. I just happen to be hanging out in the parking garage, but really part time I do art for them whenever they need it. So for the last one I did some pretty sweet Russian techno music, and you should definitely check it out. I'm normally not into Russian techno music, but I made it work. I used a bunch of old uh, like Russian military songs and spliced them in with some sweet beats, and it was like you know like Russian propaganda type stuff. And had nothing to do with the current relationship with Russia and the U.S. It just happened to be part of the theme in the escape room, the classic, you know, evil Russian hacker character. Um, I think. Honestly, I haven't done the escape room. I do the art, but I don't actually do them because I don't like puzzles and I don't like people. And doing puzzles with a bunch of people sounds just awful. So I'm not into it, but I encourage everyone else to go and support a really cool local business with cool owners who do cool things, like pay me to do art, which is probably the coolest thing they've ever done. So, more about how I'm worthless. Now, um, I sound like I'm in a shit mood, and I guess I'm not in the best mood, but I'm okay. Um, I just started recording this to see what would happen, see where it went, so, you know, I'm not really surprised this is where it went. I don't even know if this will air as its own episode. I might throw this in at the beginning of the next one, which I hope to have a guest for the next episode. I don't know who it'll be exactly, but I have a few friends in mind, and I think that it would be cool to just not just talk to myself so much. Just kind of pick someone else's brain instead of my own. So, anyway... I don't know. I want, I like this place because I don't have to do a lot and I get free things, but I would really love another part-time job where I actually did something. My awesomeness just isn't being leveraged here. And I have a lot to offer. I'm fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, it's just waste of talent up in this parking garage. So, you know, if you, if you want someone to be generally awesome part-time, look me up. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Who's on LinkedIn? I fucking hate LinkedIn. One of my best memories is when I just decided that, fuck LinkedIn. Because I used it when I was, like, desperately seeking a job in the game industry, video games, to be exact. Um, if you're unaware, I have a degree in game art and animation from Champlain College in Burlington, Vermont. Also not a sponsor of mine. Anyway, I had this idea that I was going to move and go make video games somewhere. And by the time I was done college, all I really learned was that sounds awful. Uh, I didn't want to have to move to, like, San Francisco or somewhere on the East Coast, North Carolina. I didn't want to have to move to do that. It didn't sound worth it to me. So I stayed in Vermont, and I tried a different kind of art career, and I'm enjoying that. And it has its ups and downs, as you can tell. Uh, some days I'm all about it, some days I'm pretty sure I need to quit. But I would take that over just being overworked by a company that, in the end, just sees me as a number. I get enough of that here, you know. And uh, the other reason that life appealed to me originally was because I, for some reason, thought having a degree and working in, like, an office at a big company equaled stability, equaled job stability, 
but it really doesn't, especially on games. Even if you do great, your project's done, and then you may have to go find another job. So even if you're great at your job, you may have to change jobs. And that just sounds terrible. If I, you know, you can't do this anymore at a lot of places, but if I can stay at one company for at least a decade, if not more, I'm, I'm happy. I like that. It's not really the way it works now, and I understand that, but it was just another thing that kind of turned me off. And I just kind of wanted to try this first and see if I could kind of do it differently. What I learned in college was that I really didn't want to make video games on that scale. I would absolutely love to work with a programmer and work on something small. Um, but the problem there is they'd have to work for free, and so would I. And, you know, not, not a lot of people want to do that. So I just don't see myself really making any games, and I don't see that as a problem. It took me a while to get over the fact that <clears throat> I went to college and worked really hard for four years and spent an ungodly amount of money um, only to not really use my degree, but I find myself using things I learned in college all the time. And although I don't recommend anyone goes to college, John Mulaney says it best in his new special where he says, what is college? Stop going until we figure it out. It's so true. Like, there's just no fucking reason to go right now. Why? It's... Uh, I don't even want to get started, but it's such a fucking waste of money. It's such an irresponsible decision. It's such an irresponsible thing for banks to give 17-year-old kids hundreds of thousands of dollars based on a promise that they're going to go get a job some somewhere at some point and pay it off. It's laughable. So... I'm just paying my loans at the minimum and hoping the bubble bursts and so many people default on their loans that somehow they forgive everyone. I don't know. Probably not going to happen, but another thing that's not going to happen is me paying those bitches off anytime soon. I think I probably accrue like three, $400 in interest every month, and I pay like 640 every month. So... I'm getting nowhere, and that was a huge mistake, and college was ultimately a mistake, but if I look at it like that, I will probably have to kill myself, so I'm just kind of looking at that as an experience to learn from, and I do think it was good for me to go to college. I think I kind of needed it at the time, regardless of what I studied, so it was overall a positive thing. It just cost way too much money. And I'm not shitting on Champlain, even though it's so easy to. But I think they did everything they could, especially in that game uh, development program. But all in all, I didn't need to go to do what I'm doing now. And it's definitely kind of a tough thought to wrestle with, but I'm getting better with that. I don't, I don't see it as a complete mistake or anything. So, yeah, like I said, it really taught me how... I don't want to make video games and it wasn't even the idea of doing all that work you know if i didn't have anything else going on a 60 hour work week sounds doable but i have a life outside of work that i really like i like it more than work and i just i can't imagine just being so consumed with my job that i can't have a life outside of it even if it's some quote exciting career like making video games I would just much rather be where I'm at, struggling slightly, but just enough to, to create motivation, really. I'm not, 
I'm not a starving artist. I'm just a broke artist. And um, I don't know. I kind of like it satisfying. It's there's a lot of the lows are low, but the highs are high, and it's really worth it. Like when you sell something you painted, it's mind blowing, especially when you sell it for several hundred dollars. And my plan is to be able to sell stuff for thousands of dollars, and I honestly think I can get there. And it's to me that idea sounded insane a few years ago, but now it doesn't. And it's funny because a few years ago, the idea of me working at a big video game studio didn't sound insane, but now it does. So basically, I think one of the best things I took away from college was getting a glimpse into the toxicity that is the game industry. And I know, I want to preface this by saying that I know every company isn't like this. And I know that sometimes some people are okay dealing with such things in order to gain the experience to go work somewhere better. But I think that's kind of shitty that that's what you have to do to find a place that respects you and treats you like a human. I must say this again, nothing wrong with this career, but it's not for everyone. And I don't think there's anything wrong with realizing that. And it is not for me. Anyway, I just started feeling like working at a video game company, a big one anyway, was going to feel a lot like working in any other kind of stuffy office. And so I thought about working at a smaller independent company, which sounded great, especially if I'm not investing any of my own money. But in you know that situation had its own problems in that if I'm working for an independent company, I'm going to be doing way more. So what I mean is, if you're working for a small company, obviously, you're going to have many more jobs than if you work for a large company. I basically prepared myself through college to be good at like one specific thing. And in the end, I kind of wished that I had done more um, to make myself more of a generalist, whereas... I was told you don't want to be a generalist. People want to know that you can do one thing very well. But then when I started applying to smaller companies, I realized the skill sets they were looking for were broader, but not as deep. They wanted like a jack of all trades almost, which was what I was told not to be. And so I don't know. I feel like there's so much growing for this industry to do that there's no formula you can use, but everyone acts like there is. Everyone acts like you need to do everything this certain way in order to get a job. And while that's true, it's also such a bummer. Basically, I felt like no one really knew what, there was, what they were talking about. Through college, I was told to focus in on one thing. At GDC, I'm told to broaden my skill set. You know, who knows best? Like, I don't know. It just depends. It depends on what you're doing. I applied to work for uh, Ubisoft in Montreal, and I would have gotten it had I had just a little bit of experience in, it seemed like anything, any kind of development, but I didn't. I was fresh out of college, and they had a hard time justifying getting me a visa, and so in the end they had to go with a Canadian, and that's fine because it left me in Vermont to reconsider what I was doing because that job, that seemed so, like such a sure thing. We were hanging out at GDC, got to go to some private Ubisoft parties, 
Got to meet so many people. Had an interview right after on the phone. Went really well. Um, everyone was feeling me. And um, they couldn't get that last little bit of experience I needed. And the funny thing is, the work I did shortly after would have counted as enough experience to probably get me there. Um, when I started working for Escape, everything I've done for them, that's basically all they were looking for. It was just like a few projects I had done on my own for a, a bigger company. <clears throat> and it didn't work. And it sucked at first, but now it's kind of possibly the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I genuinely don't think I would be happy um, living in a big city, working for a big company. I really like how in Vermont, you're a small fish in like a medium-sized pond. And I feel like I can reach everyone more. I feel like the percentage of the population here that I reach is much bigger than it would be in like a city. It's very satisfying to be able to just get out there. I was really able to tap into the Vermont art scene by just inquiring, just talking to well-known artists around here, and everyone's weirdly receptive to that and way more helpful than you'd ever expect. And I just got some really good help from some well-known artists around here and it gave me confidence in the idea of putting my art out there in the beginning i i had never done that before and so i was kind of thinking i would do it and everyone would like laugh at me for some reason but not because the art was bad but because i did something wrong because i don't know like maybe i didn't hang it right i don't know i get like nervous about things like how i put the wires on the back of my paintings for a gallery like are they gonna like my wiring job i don't know like but then i realized like none of that matters um i'm gonna give a shout out right now for the two people listening right now. Steve Sharon, local Vermont artist, does a lot of abstract stuff. As far as I know, he only does abstract stuff. I really like his stuff. I never was big into abstract art, but when I started painting again, I started looking around to see, you know, what locals were doing, and I saw this guy Steve's stuff when I was checking out the Space Gallery. Yet another shout-out. They've been awesome. Um, you can follow at, on Instagram, Steve Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N, Steve Sharon Art. Um, really nice guy. I messaged him out of the blue with just a bunch of random questions of things I was wondering about. And he came back with like this insanely detailed and just welcoming. I felt very welcome reading his message. And he just gave me all kinds of information and places I should check out. And it was just really, really helpful. And he was he was the first one that got back to me originally. And that's why it kind of stuck with me. And I just really appreciate that. And Steve, if you're listening, I appreciate you. And like I said, Steve was at Space Gallery. They were really cool at Art Hop. That's where I had a lot of my stuff. You can follow Space Gallery at Space Gallery Vermont on Instagram. Christy Mitchell is the owner and creative director. I honestly don't know her Instagram right now. But anyway, really cool people. Helped me out a lot. Anyway, that was just kind of part of my whole experience of getting into the art scene here. It was like oddly welcoming. Now, you're not necessarily going to just blow up, but people here seem to want other artists to do art, whereas some places it feels like, People don't want other artists anywhere near them. So um, it was really cool to feel welcome and to feel like I wasn't just pissing people off by trying to work my way into the scene. Not that it would really matter, but um, it was nice to feel welcome, not like I was working against everybody. So 
Anyway, God, I don't even know how I started talking about this because what I was originally talking about is how getting close to having a job in the game industry did really nothing for me besides make me not want to get a job in the game industry. I understand that some places treat you better than others. I want to give a shout-out again. <laughs> they don't need a shout-out because they're doing great, but Glue Mobile. Now, they do make, like, the Kim Kardashian games and a lot of games you might think are lame, but they also make some cool-ass games, and they were possibly one of the only studios that I met people from at GDC who, without me even asking, started talking about how they are against crunch time and how they work in a way where if they notice your hours keep going up, you're working 10, 11 hours, even if you're working nine hours. If you're working any extra, rather than making it your fault and telling you to work faster, they will figure out what's going wrong and figure out how to make it so you only have to work your eight hours. And I thought that was amazing because no one talks like that. Everyone just worships people who don't sleep and only work. It's fucking disgusting. At Champlain, there was a club. It's like, I don't even know what it was called. I guarantee someone listening to this knows. It was like the Up All Night in the Lab Club. I don't know, but they basically romanticized the idea of never going to sleep and just working on the computers until daytime. And people would brag about being up for like 36, 48, even longer hours. And all that does is, you know, yield shitty work. If you stay up for 48 hours, everything you did in those last 24 is probably going to be shit. Yeah, you got your projects done, but you probably could have gotten them done and slept and done them better had you just managed your time better. So I really don't like that whole culture. Call me lazy, but I like to sleep. I think, you know, anyone who went to college with me knows that I fucking bring it. And I pulled more than my own weight on any any of the projects we did, especially junior and senior year. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you wanted me on your team. You did. <laughs> I'm not really that cocky, but I really think I did good work. And I had feedback that said as such. Now, so, you know, I'm not a lazy person. I'm just... I only have a certain amount of energy to put forth, and I want some of that energy for fun things, like stuff outside of work. And so when I was in school, yes, I slept, and I did great work, but as the triangle diagram goes, you can pick uh, good grades, a social life, or sleep. You get those three, and you have to pick two of them. And so I cut out the social life. And not having a social life was fine in college. I wasn't going to college to make friends. I was there to get my degree. And I went late. I started when I was 25. So I was, no offense, but really not trying to hang out with like 19-year-old kids when I was 25. So I didn't. And that was fine. I made good friends. And I love a lot of the people who I, who I worked with. But I didn't have like a deep like personal relationship with a lot of people and that really helped me because I think it gave me time to get a lot of shit done. I was single and just working part-time and going to school and that's it. And it was that's that that was great for school. I just couldn't by the time I was done with that, I didn't want to keep doing it. And so I kind of started to realize probably around like junior year even that this might not be the place for me, but I wasn't about to change majors then. And so I just did what I had to do, and it worked. I got out of there. I had, you know, 
good grades, got my degree, got some good recommendations, have the means to go get a job out, you know, some small company making games somewhere, but I just, it's, the passion's not there. Yeah, I just got done busting my ass, and then I'm just going to get thrown into another situation that's probably going to be worse than that. It's kind of like when I was done high school. I just got done doing school for 12 years. Why the fuck should I have to go do four more years immediately? Especially at such a young age when I had no idea what I wanted to do. And it turned out even at 25 I actually didn't know what I wanted to do either. But I'm still glad I waited because I think I got way more out of college than I would have if I was 19 and just barely experiencing freedom for the first time. There were kids just losing their minds because their parents weren't around. And I can't imagine dealing with all that on top of the amount of work I had to do. Um, I don't know if I can really emphasize how much work my major was. It was absurd. It was hours-wise, hours-wise. I'm not saying it was as hard as, but as far as how many hours I put in, it was equal to someone pursuing a law degree. Literally, any time I wasn't sleeping or in class, I was doing some kind of work. You know, I'm here at the parking garage, I can record a podcast, I could also do a lot of projects. So I did. I constantly was working. I couldn't even tell you how many hours I put in, but weekly it was at least 100 hours with just... If I say I slept. Yes, I slept. It wasn't eight hours every time. Minimum four, max six. And that's all it was, just this constant loop of kind of a long nap and just work and work and work. And I barely even fed. I, I literally, I barely fed myself. I would do things just like leaving the house. I remember one time just grabbing a whole head of broccoli. And I just ate that. And that was a meal. I just ate a raw head of broccoli for a meal, which is fucked up. You shouldn't be so busy that you have to just eat raw vegetables on the go. It's insane. I would pretty much live off of whatever I could grab as I was leaving the house and then whatever I could find in downtown Burlington. And needless to say, like shit. Luckily, I had to walk everywhere, so that kind of balanced it out. Now I eat a lot better, but I don't walk anywhere, so I'm kind of in the same place. But it was just a... I was a disgusting person by the time I was done college. I just didn't see the appeal of continuing that. I was done college and I wanted to like finally live my life. Never got to do that before. I was 29 and really never got to be uh, like a just free adult in Vermont without this idea that I needed to be working towards leaving Vermont. I was always thinking of like how can I get out but I never thought about creating a life here even though I was born here. And so now that's what I'm doing. And I'm thinking more about how can I stay here? How can I make Vermont work for me? So part of that was just abandoning the idea of making video games at a big company like that. We have a few companies around here, but nothing that really appealed to me. And there's so few tech companies because it's kind of expensive here to run such a company that, you know, it's really slim pickings. And so... As soon as I realized that, that's when I realized I needed to kind of work for myself. And so that's what I'm doing. And that's why I've got, you know, all these different things going. Because right now I can't kind of put all my eggs in one basket. I got I got to worry about still being able to pay my bills while I pursue these sort of risky endeavors like 
doing art for money. So I got that. I've got my, you know, work here in the garage. I've got escape room and I've got my art stuff. And, you know, hopefully someday part of my income will be this podcast or maybe my Patreon when that exists. It's coming. I don't know. I got to find a way to kind of fund it more, I think, so I can do more. I think I might have said last episode that this year I've been doing four days a week. Last year I was doing five. And so this upcoming year, I'd like to get down to three. By 2020, it'd be really cool if I was working three days a week here at the garage, I mean, and spending the rest of the time recording podcasts and just doing whatever I want and spending those four days off, right? Yes, that's how many days there are in a week. Spending those four days off, just getting deep into some projects. Three is definitely enough to spend a day just getting like life stuff done and then having two days to get weird with art. But having that third day would really be great because I could add in, you know, things like recording the podcast. So I don't have to do it at work and just anything, just doing that extra stuff because I spend most of my time at home creating the content. And then I spend a lot of my time here uh, working, doing like online stuff, messaging people. Um, working on my website, just, you know, doing all the kind of extra bullshit you need to do when you're trying to create a business. Um, I'm not really trying to create a business here, just kind of like create a lucrative brand. I don't know. Is that a business? I don't know what my, I'm not in the business of anything. I'm just, I'm here creating various forms of media and hoping somebody likes it. I honestly could give two shits about having a career. As long as I'm happy when I come home. And if I could just stay home all the time and be happy, that sounds great. I honestly don't think if if I had enough money to just live and not have to go to work, I would do 90% less art. Just because I wouldn't have to. I could just live and, you know, do things that won't necessarily make me money. I do art a lot because I know I can sell a fair amount of it and make back my money. But some days, instead of painting, I want to make some music or I want to cook or I want to just, I don't know, do nothing. And there's nothing wrong with doing any of those things. But in my mind, if I'm not doing something that I couldn't, I could possibly make money off of, there's no point in doing it. And that sucks because That means I'm just going to make fewer songs. Maybe I was going to write some amazing song. But right now it's hard to think that way. It's hard to get into writing music when I've already sort of established this art career. It's, It's a thing now. People know I sell art, so I should keep selling art, right? I don't know. Maybe I want to start making music, too. It's really hard for me to change gears like that because I feel like I'm starting from the bottom again. And so even though I'm choosing my own path here career-wise, I'm still sort of stuck on this road and I want to like veer off somewhere, but this part of me just won't let me because I know I need to make money. But my point is that feeling, I think I think the fact that I'm out here already taking a risk makes it easier to take other risks. So if I want to spend a day making music, even if it's not going to make me any money, there's probably a way I can use that. There's probably, I could put it in the podcast. I could do something with it. I might use it for space. I might use it for escape room stuff. It's easier for me to do that kind of stuff 
when I already have a path. It's like I just took a little pit stop. So what I'm saying is this is where this is going somewhere. Take a pit stop. If you found yourself in this loop where you're just working and working and working and you never do anything else and on your days off you're just exhausted, see what happens if you either take take some time off even if it's one day. I just started asking for days off. I just would see if somebody wanted to work for me. I know it's not as easy to do at some places, but I just started essentially using up vacation days, even though I don't get vacation days. But if you have any, just use them. Like, there's no... That whole model sucks. It's like, cool, you worked for a year, have a week off. It's fucking insignificant anyway. So instead of just hoarding it for an emergency or planning on taking a trip somewhere to unwind after your stressful year, take one of those days each week for a month. Give yourself an extra weekend every week and use that day to pursue something that you would like to make your career and just see what happens. That's kind of how I did it. And I'm not saying if it works for me. It's going to work for you. I, I generally dislike taking other people's advice, but I've learned that sometimes people are right. So, you know, take this however you want. But I think it's really worth exploring those little those pit stops on the road of life. And maybe one of those times you're going to take a pit stop and you're going to stay in that town and you're going to live there forever. So, boom, we brought it all around, everybody. Life is a highway, and I'm going to ride it all night long until I get to some town that I like, and I'm going to stop there. And so right now I've stopped in Art Town, and I'm just chilling in Art Town right now, and I'm going on a different path through Art Town. And hopefully that keeps working, but if I find myself going through Art Town again and I start getting frustrated, maybe I'll take one of those days that I use for doing art and start doing something else i don't know i'm my point is try to keep it as loose as you can you know you everyone has limited resources for this kind of stuff but if you can break away from your routine and do something fulfilling even if it's at the cost of literally money like costing you money i think it's worth it i took a pay cut at the garage in order to do the art thing and yes you know, things were tight, but it starts to even out. And if you find that it's not working and maybe you liked just having a regular job and not pursuing any kind of side hustle or a potential new career, it won't take you long to realize that. I, I gave myself a month to decide if I wanted to stay on doing four days or if I wanted to go back to five. And after a month, I decided I wanted to keep going with four days. And I really don't regret that. And now I'm at a point where I couldn't get that extra day back, even if I wanted it. And I think that's kind of good. It keeps me from going back to my old routine, which is something I'm very inclined to do. Ah, uh, shit. So that's it. You know, just throw your whole career away and try something foolish. That's my advice. Just forget everything you learned in college. And if you're in college, you should drop out. Now, it depends on how long you've been there. If you haven't been there very long, maybe you should drop out. But if you're already deep into it, just ride that shit out. It's going to be okay. Anyway, this has been an episode of Tangents. I've actually recorded 
No, I recorded for a total of an hour last time, and now I'm at an hour 25. Um, not that I use it all, but it was very easy to keep talking, so that's a good sign. I did have other stuff to talk about. I might be able to fit it in. I mean, there's no set time for how long this has to be, so fuck it. Let's keep talking. Oh, I had something before I started talking about how you should burn your college degrees. Oh, what I was going to say is, so I, I keep talking about this whole, like, idea of the, the toxic game industry, and my goal is to get someone in here from college to talk about that stuff, and I do have someone in mind who actually reached out to me, which was really cool, and I'm not going to say who it is right now in case they don't want to do it, but um, hopefully in the next few episodes we get to talk to someone who really does hate their lives working at a game studio. No, hopefully they don't. I hope things are going well, but it would be really cool to get some insight from someone who is really there. I don't like talking about the game industry as if I know about it, since I'm technically not in it. I went to school for it, and I dipped my toes, but that was about it. So I really want to get someone in here who has some firsthand experience. And I'm not necessarily trying to get someone in here to just shit on the whole industry. I just... I want someone in here who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Not me who just thinks he knows what he's talking about, but might not. So, what else we got? We talked about Wu-Tang. We talked about how you're all fucking up going to college and you should drop out. Um, talked about how you should make irresponsible financial decisions to make your heart happy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What else? What else we got? I didn't really feel like talking about food. I cooked a bunch of stuff, like I said, this weekend, but it was all pretty standard fare. It was delicious because I'm fucking awesome, but um, nothing really worth talking about. I mostly want to talk, like, when I talk about food, I mostly just want to talk about, like, cooking epiphanies I've had and stuff, and um, it was all pretty standard. I was really proud of myself for taking some, it was just a New York strip, a couple of them. And not bad, but, like, nothing fancy at all, but... With the help of a cast iron pan, I rendered that fat down so well, even the big long strip along the side was edible and just melted in your mouth and just tasted like something very delicious uh, and made from a cow. And it was. It's because it was. Also, I made some bomb-ass broccoli that I kind of steamed. I throw it in a pan. It's called a wok pan. It's not a wok. It looks like a wok. It's like a bowl-shaped frying pan. And, um, you know, threw a little butter in with some onions and garlic, sautéed that, threw the broccoli in, but then I threw some water down so that it steamed. I covered it, let it kind of steam the broccoli. And when the broccoli starts turning bright green, I crank the heat up, take the top off, let all the water evaporate, and then cooked it until the garlic and onions and even the broccoli itself started to brown a little from the pan. Then it was done, and that shit was the bomb. My girlfriend claimed it was the best broccoli she ever had, and she's not fucking around. She, that's not... I, I really respect her opinion on things, because they're generally good. Uh, I always I always take a, a lot of weight with her opinion, and um, especially with food. She's the one who got me into cooking, and she's never going to bullshit me and tell me that uh, tell me that something's good when it's not. Um, it's something I really love about her. She won't even laugh at a joke that isn't funny. No pity laughs from that woman. I thought it was amazing, too. It still had a good broccoli flavor. 
I felt like I oversteamed the broccoli a little bit. It could have been a little more crisp, but the flavor was spot on because of the way everything kind of cooked together. And then when I added the water, that just created like this thin sauce that the broccoli steamed in, and it was fucking fantastic. So I guess that was something I did that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, it's pretty standard fare. Um, it was just a it was a good it was a good weekend for cooking. I didn't really feel like doing art. Uh, we were having some guests one night, so that worked out, and it was kind of great. If I had a bunch of art in mind to do, I wouldn't have been able to do all that cooking, and it was great that I was able to help out with a lot of the cooking. So, and also, I really love. I don't necessarily love cooking for a ton of people at once, but. I love cooking for my girlfriend's kids because they've had her cooking their whole lives, which I'm not just talking her up. Like, she's legit. She will fuck you up with her flavors. And it was a, it's a high bar. It's a high bar. I even get to do things on Thanksgiving and other holiday meals. Um, she claims my mashed potatoes are, like, the greatest of all time. And I believe they are, but I think everything I do is kind of awesome, at least for a little while. It depends. Some things, in some aspects of my life, I think everything I do is awesome. And then in some aspects, I think I'm garbage. Kind of depends on my mood. But anyway, um, I just had to say that, that I am to the point where I'm allowed to help with holiday meals. And that says a lot. So, continuing on. I'm honestly getting tired of talking. My voice hurts. That's like my throat hurts. My voice is hurting my throat. Anyway, my throat hurts is the point here. Um, and I'm kind of sick of talking to myself in the box as everyone walks by me wondering why I'm talking to myself. And so I'm going to kind of wrap it up. Just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to touch on before uh, I let you go. I'm hoping, again, that the next time I record this, I won't be at work. So don't get too used to the format, even though some people said they enjoyed the whole aspect of me being at work. It's not how I want to do this. It's, it's, it's just not. I get interrupted too much, and I feel like I have to kind of keep it on a certain level I can't like get too weird and frankly it'd be great if I could pour a mixed drink well before I do this so we'll see what that's like when we bring alcohol into the mix um the whole idea is I'm gonna have people come on you don't have to come on and you don't have to like sit here and drink with me or something it's not gonna be that kind of show but I want people to just relax and in any way you relax is cool with me and so we're just going to do things to relax, and we're going to talk and see where it goes, and it's going to be awesome. Or maybe I'll just uh, do the relaxing, and the other person can talk, and I'll just nod my head, and hopefully they'll put on a good show for you. We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I still honestly don't know why I'm doing this. I kind of just wanted to have a podcast. What you're hearing now is clearly not going to be the main format, or it's not going to be what the show is in maybe 10 episodes. I think it's going to really evolve, but I think that I'm on to something, and I like, I like doing it, and even if I don't make money from it, I'm going to keep doing it just kind of for myself. It's really nice to be able to just talk out all of the things going on in my head, because this is basically what I do in my own head all day, and it's nice to let the words come, even though I'm still not quite used to just talking and talking and talking. 
which is why I need a guest. So those of you who I've talked to about it, you know who you are and, you know, I hope you're ready to come on. And if you are interested in coming on, definitely shoot me a message any way you know how. If for some reason you don't have my Instagram, which would be so weird because I don't know how else you would know about this podcast, but I am at Jesse Miles Chainsaw. And you can message me on there or you can go to my website, www.jessemilessnyder.com. That's Snyder with a Y. And you can go there and there's contact info there. It's 2019. You can get a hold of me. You know, you, even if you don't know why you'd want to come on or don't have like a specific idea if you just like me and want to talk for a couple hours let's do that anyway definitely shoot me a message if you want to come on uh if you don't want to come on you don't need to shoot me a message uh you know that that's clear uh i don't know i could just say uh more is that do you want to do that I don't know. I need some way to end this smoothly. I don't have a way to do it. You know, last time I didn't even have a name, though. Now I have a name. This has been Jesse Miles Podcast with your host, Jesse Miles Snyder. Hopefully it's going to be, everything will be available on like a wider variety of platforms right now. It's just SoundCloud and Anchor. And if you have any money, just give it to me and uh, I'll be able to do cool stuff. So give me all your money and give me all your friends money and uh let's just keep living our best lives huh so that's it that's all i got right now i'm gonna stop talking to myself because i physically feel my throat like just drying out and seizing up and i don't think i could actually talk for much longer so i hope i haven't bummed any of you out too much uh whatever you've chosen to do in life is exactly what you need to be doing you're alive uh, good work with not killing yourself. Um, sometimes I know it can sound pretty sweet, uh, but you know, hang in there uh, if you want. This is getting dark. This is getting very dark. I don't know. I wrote a song. Want to hear a song I wrote? It goes like this. Met a guy with three dicks. He said, my name was Triple D. If you want to get with me, then you got to take all three. So I'm taking three dicks, y'all. That's the song. Um, I wrote that in my head while I was going to sleep one night. Um, I've never taken three dicks, and I've never met anyone named Triple D. But I just thought, you know, that might be a way to end this on a less depressing note. So there you go. That's it. Have a good one. Or don't. You don't have to. You're under no obligation to have a good one. What should I say? Hang in there? No, that's depressing. It's... Until next time. No. Uh... We'll work on this. Until then, I'm just going to kind of trail off. I'm just going to kind of... Just kind of keep talking, but not really say anything. You know, I'm not trying to go out with a bang here. I'm just... It's just a little sizzle. So... Sizzle on! Is that a good... Should I... Is that a... Sizzle on, everybody. Keep sizzling. No. Have a good one. Just gonna kinda figure out a good way to end this. I feel like I could end it with a song like I just did. Definitely gonna have some ending music so that you know it's done. But I don't have any of that yet. So...
I'm just, one last tangent. You know what I don't like? I don't like when motherfuckers are writing a song and they're recording it and they're like, hmm, I don't really know how we should end this thing. What do you think, engineer? And the engineer's like, I don't know, man. Just fade out. We'll just keep playing the song and I'll just turn the volume down slowly and uh, then the song's over. And they're, they're like, but we're still like singing the chorus. And then in some cases they're like, oh, but we still are literally singing the last verse. And they're like, no, doesn't matter. Just fade that shit out. Everyone's guilty of this. Hip hop, popular alternative music, rock. Everyone's doing that shit. The only time a fade out to me is acceptable is when you do it live because that shit's impressive. But if you're just gonna fucking end your song without without even without a, a, a down what's that called a down note whatever the good note to end on is you're not even gonna do that you're just gonna fucking fade it out like I'm just turning the volume down slowly go to hell go to hell go to hell end your song write the end of your song you didn't you wrote the beginning and the middle and then you're like fuck it. Fuck everyone who's listening. I'm not even going to bother finishing this song. Just fade it out and we'll start working on the next song because fuck everyone else. They'll still listen. Who cares? Right? Who cares about the listener? Who cares about finishing my work? I'm just going to...